Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 507. I could use a knife too, if you have one that's not too hard to come by. Especially if you're heading north, he said without missing a beat. Dangerous road up that way. Wouldn't do to be without a knife. Did you have any trouble? I asked, hoping he might know something that could help us find the bandits. Oh no, he said as he dug through his packs. Things aren't so bad that anyone would dream of laying hands on a tinker. Still, it's a bad stretch of road. He produced a long, narrow knife in a leather sheath and handed it to me. Ramston Steel. I drew it out of its sheath and gave the blade a close look. It was Ramston Steel. I don't need anything that fine, I said, handing it back. I'll be putting it to everyday use, eating mostly. Ramston's fine for everyday use, the tinker said, pushing it back into my hands. You can use it to trim kindling, then shave with it if you like. Keeps an edge forever. I might have to put it to hard use, I clarified, and Ramston's brittle. There is that, the tinker admitted easily. As my father always used to say, the best knife you'll ever have until it breaks. But the same could be said of any knife, and truth be told, that's the only knife I have. I sighed. I know when I'm being skinned. And a tinderbox. He held one out almost before I finished saying it. I couldn't help but notice you've got a little ink about the fingers. He gestured at my hands. I've got some paper here. Good quality. Pen and ink, too. Nothing worse than having an idea for a song and not being able to write it down. He held out a leather parcel of paper, pens, and ink. I shook my head, knowing that the mayor's purse would only stretch so far. I think I'm done with songwriting for a while, Tinker. He shrugged, still holding it out. Letter writing, then. I know a fellow who had to open a vein once to write a note to his lady love. Dramatic, true. Symbolic, certainly. But also painful, unsanitary, and more than slightly macabre. Now he carries pen and ink with him wherever he goes. I felt the color drain from my face as the tinker's words reminded me of something else I'd forgotten in my rush to leave Severin. Denna. All thought of her had been forced out of my mind by a night with no sleep, two bottles of strong wine, and the mayor's talk of bandits. I had left without a word after our terrible fight. What would she think if I spoke so cruelly to her, then simply disappeared? I was already a full day's journey from Severin. I couldn't go back just to tell her I was leaving, could I? I'd consider it for a moment. No. Besides, Denna herself had disappeared for days without a word of warning. Surely she would understand if I did the same. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. And a thought occurs... Since the inventory of Quoth is so important in this series, Rothfuss clearly keeps a close eye on what Roth, uh, what Quoth is carrying. He does have to go out of his way to explain how he gets every every little bit. And not just because like this is a foible of Rothfuss's, but because Quoth's poverty means that Quoth always keeps a close eye on his on his possessions, on what he owns. And so I'm wondering if the Tinkers aren't an invention by Rothfuss to get him stuff that he, the author, needs him to have without having to go out of his way to be like, oh, yeah, Quoth has a knife with him, you know, at all times or like without having to invent other strange ways that Quoth picks up stuff that he that he doesn't know he needs. Well, I mean, if they were only that, then why wouldn't he just go to a shop? You know? Yeah, I'm sure they're more important than that, but I, I don't know. I just I think it's it's. Just kind of funny to be like, all right, Quoth hasn't needed a knife for a little while. There's been no good reason to have him have a knife. Uh, but I need him to have a knife now. So uh, Tinker will show up. But yes, I'm sure they do They do fill more of a role than that. 
it's also curious, the knife in particular is curious to me because we know the Quoth, thanks to Denna's tutelage, has gotten into the habit of carrying a knife on him at all times. So it's weird that he doesn't have oh, yeah. one to me. That's a good point. Did they ever mention that he, he took the knife off around the mare or something like that? I, I mean, it wouldn't, it would not surprise me if he had gotten out of the habit of keeping it on him because unlike in the university town where he's in like under threat of assassination by Ambrose's men in the court, he's relatively safe once he, you know, convinces the mayor that he saved him from a poisoning. So he, you know, maybe he stopped doing that, but he never says that. And so I was thinking, hold on, why does Quoth need a new knife? Doesn't he have the one that he's like hiding in his boot? This is also, I think the first time we're told that Ramston is brittle. I'm not Mm. sure if it is because we have taken it as red for so long. But Quoth refers to his Alar as like a blade of Ramson steel for a very long time. And now we hear in black and white from Quoth's own mouth that uh, that it's brittle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an apt to break. Very fine, very sharp, but uh, not up to hard use. I do think that it's part of the, the mystical bargain that you make when you dicker with a tinker is that you know that in some sense you're going to get ripped off like you're going to pay more than you want to pay for the thing that you think you want and the thing that you maybe don't think you want is actually going to turn out to be more useful than you think and so it all kind of evens out but the tinker like materially in terms of dollars and cents shims and drabs and what have you the tinker is going to get out ahead (laughs) and that's just kind of the cost of doing business with the tinker the Tinker is a traveling salesman. This makes me wonder about false tinkers. I think there's been a couple of crackpot theories on the internet about like, are is there such thing as a false tinker or someone who's just a peddler, not a true tinker, but using the name of tinker? It does seem like the act of tinkering, of like being a tinker is is somehow sacred and that they are possibly not totally human. They're like these like forces of nature who appear with the things that you need. Where is the line between a traveling merchant who wants to get ahead, wants to make a buck, uh, versus a tinker who seems to be invested with a mystical need to mend the world or or whatever it is that they do? And adding on to that, it seems like non-tinkers can spot immediately whether someone is a tinker or not. Right? Like, they, they don't say, is that a traveling merchant up ahead of us or is that a tinker? They go, oh, a tinker. Duh, it's obviously a tinker, you know? So what are, how do they know the difference? Hmm, I don't know how they know the difference. <laughs> I have other notes though. Yeah, give it, lay them on us. Well, okay. First, the thing I was thinking about was the way that the sentence, I know when I'm being skinned is written, but that feels like it sort of connects to what you're talking about in that, like, is that what he, is that him saying like, he knows he's going to have to pay more for this thing? Is that? Yeah, what? yeah. He's saying, okay. I, I know when I'm being ripped off. You know, I know when I'm being shined on. But to me, like, he, so he says that I know when I'm being skinned. But at the same time, to me, it feels like, no, this is the thing he needs. Like, the tinker is pushing for him to have this thing because he knows he needs it. The same way that the tinker is pushing for him to have the pen and ink because he knows he needs it. And Quoth is shortly about to need it, use it, want it, and continue on. Yeah, but, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying, right? Like yeah. that Quoth doesn't know that he needs it. He thinks that the Tinker is just trying to pawn off, you know, this knife on him. And when Quoth says like, I actually don't need a knife that expensive. The Tinker goes, well, it's the only one I've got, you know, maybe the mm-hmm. Tinker's not being truthful about that. 
Yeah, maybe it isn't the only one he's got, but it is the one that Quoth needs. Mm-hmm. Which then begs the question, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, so let's keep an eye out. I have an uncharitable read of Quoth on this page. Ooh, do tell. So when, when Quoth is trying to decide whether or not to go back to Severin to look for Denna, at the end he settles uh, for no, uh, saying, besides, Denna herself had disappeared for days without a word of warning. Surely she would understand if I did the same. In this read, where I am being actively uncharitable towards Quoth, I read this as a bit of a of a dodge on narrator Quoth's part, because I think that Quoth is being spiteful rather than uh, understanding here. Quoth is going, well, she always disappears, so now I get to disappear. You know, I'm going to kind of rub it in her face a bit. And maybe he's not thinking of it in those terms, but this doesn't strike me as an act of someone who is seeking understanding. This strikes me as an act of someone who is trying to get a little bit of a dig at someone. Um, it's like if you're fighting with your significant other and you like do the thing that they do that annoys you just to annoy them back, not a good look and not a good way to, to solve your, your fight. No, it's absolutely like not a mature thing to do. It's not going to solve your problem. It's not going to bring you two closer together. But it is a completely understandable like, ah, this is the way people behave when they're fighting with each other. Especially, you know, hormonally infused teenagers. Like, I, I agree that it's like it's spiteful, but it's also like deeply believable and relatable to me. Yes. And this is the first act of spite in what begins to be a trend. Uh, we have a mailbag in the chamber. We're not reading mail for a little while. It's because I want to get some momentum in the episodes, but we do have a mailbag in the chamber from someone who uh, is suggesting that one part of Quoth's promiscuity uh, that he, he develops when he returns from this trip is in some way uh, a spiteful act against Denna um, because he, she, uh, she sort of, demonstrated a promiscuity uh, towards uh, towards Quoth. Uh, so he's going to be promiscuous right back. Um, the, the letter writer puts it better than that. But I, I do kind of want to um, go into this act of the book uh, with the understanding that whether or not Quoth feels he's been in the wrong with regard to Denna, he does the nature of their relationship and his attitude toward her has changed perhaps perhaps forever. That was kind of the first real fight they've had. And in it, they dug up every every nasty thought each of them has ever had about the other one. And as we discussed when we were talking about that fight, a lot of their the th- mean things they said were based in, in truth uh, or some version of truth. Uh, and I think that once you have a fight like that with somebody, you can make up, you can forgive the other person, but you're never going to completely forget or get over the things that were said and done. Uh, So that tracks to me. And I think that it is going to have fundamentally changed their relationship uh, forever. Uh, And is there anything Quoth could be doing right now that would like solve that? Like, not really. I don't know. You know, like, I I don't know if there's anything he could say that would totally put it right. Uh, And it also like this, Sequence of him going, oh, God, I forgot Denna. Oh, God, what is she going to think? That is also a a relatable problem to have to me, especially, like, if you've ever had the situation where, like, 
you were in the middle of texting somebody and then your phone died and you could like, you know, it was a delicate conversation of some kind and then they don't hear from you for six hours. What are they going to think? That problem, but multiplied so much more because communication over any kind of distance in a world pre-cell phone is very, very difficult and very arduous. If he sends a letter back to Severin, as we'll get into it, he doesn't even, he's not even sure where he would send it to or when it would get to Denna at all. But I can certainly, I can relate to his anxiety in this moment. Well, even if I consider like the Nick's uncharitable read, even though Quoth might be being spiteful in what he says and how he feels, his actions are not because his actions are still him sending the letter, right? Yeah, he's like doing, he's like, he's already made a mistake by like leaving town without letting her know that he was leaving town. But also like, you know, how would he have gotten in touch with her? Unclear. But you're right that his first thought is, oh God, I have to do damage control. I have to like say, I'm so sorry. I left town unexpectedly. I really want to like talk to you when I get back. Yeah, like his actions are doing the right thing. His mm-hmm. his words are spiteful. Though. That speaks well of him. And it, it speaks less well of him, I think, that he has this... He's not like... I don't think he thinks he's being spiteful right now, but what he is doing is he's kind of rationalizing to himself, could I get away with not sending her a letter by just like disappearing and leaving town? Because she does that to me all the time. Which honestly, like she does do that to him all the time. Uh, does it make it right to not do it, to do it right back to her? No, but it is fair. But he doesn't even just actually- a point of order, point of order, if I may. Denna isn't doing it to Quoth. She's just doing it. Quoth may feel that way, but that I, I just want to be crystal clear here. We at Page of the Wind do not- uh, suggests that Denna is behaving in that way in order to to spite Quoth. No, she's not, but she doesn't consider how it makes him feel at all. Well, well we she might, but her situation is a little bit different than than Quoth's. Okay, there is no evidence to suggest that she has thought, oh, it's kind of a... You know what? I take that back. She does even say to him, I know I disappear on you all the time without any warning, and I know that's a shitty thing to do. So... There, it is in the text that she does know she does it and feels bad about it. My point is, he doesn't even do that. He he thinks about doing it for a hot second and goes, no, I should write her a letter and tell her where I'm going. Cool. Yes, and he will do that on the next page. Anything else, Jordana? Any, no, nope, uh, I'm good. I have, I have said all the things. Put forth. Well then, perhaps we should mosey on down to the next page and learn yeah, what Quoth puts in his letter. And what will it be on tomorrow? Well, it'll be tomorrow's page of the wind.